Welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin. I'm here with uh, James, who's about four or five seconds from Wylan. <laughs> I'm, I'm about one, two seconds from Wylan. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> that, was, that was chess, because on the episode, they say two, three, and then I was going to yep. come back with one, but yep. um, you, you uh, really upped me there. Um, we are... Uh, today going to talk about an episode of Detroiters titled Hog Riders, um, which uh, a lot of a lot of great stuff happens. Yeah, it's uh, this one. I feel like um, it really packed in. They, it felt like they had kind of written it as a series of full-on like set-piece sketches, almost strung together. The episode and it's. It's just so dense with very funny stuff um, all the way through. Yeah, I want I want to get a little bit of uh, information out before um, last night. Uh, my wife and I watched um, the first episode of the After Party. Um, oh yes, which is a Sam Richardson vehicle featuring like all the funny people. Uh, yeah, Alana Glazer, Ike Barinholtz. Um, Ben Schwartz, uh, yep. Dave Franco. Um, and you kind of see like how the world connects. Like, there's been a lot of a lot of the people from the show have been in things with other people. But yeah, after the first episode is actually um, sort of centered on Sam, um, who's like yeah. very charismatic and sort of like you know, I don't think it's any stretch to call. Sam adorable um, yeah. we yeah very much you know and as like uh um you know f- like I'm kind of built like Sam a little bit um so I'm a I'm a fan of his whole vibe um it it wasn't like laugh out loud funny uh, uh in general but you know I'm definitely gonna keep watching it um and see yeah. where it goes H- have you seen yeah. any of it yeah, I was. That was a show that I had heard about before it came out because um, it's uh, written and like created by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are yeah. like the duo who did. Uh, they've done a bunch of things, but like the Twenty One Jump Street movies, the uh, really Lego funny. movies. Yeah, yeah, everything they did. The Spider Verse movie, like everything they've done, has been like right up my alley, and the the concept of that show was so good. So I, I was like very excited about it and watched it as it came out. And I feel like, I guess because it's the Apple TVs, it's like maybe a little bit less accessible broadly. Um, but I kind of felt like that show was like a great, like, I mean, so many really funny people in it and like a great showcase for Sam Richardson as like the kind of lead in it. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we actually, we don't know why it worked, but we have not been using Apple TV, and we just played the first episode through Amazon. Um, oh, nice. So I know Amazon often gets, like, one season of an exclusive TV show. I don't know if that's what's going on. Uh, um, yeah. I also want to throw out that um, I have Hulu, and I can't watch mm-hmm. Detroiters on Hulu. But mm. I can watch it on the Comedy Central app by logging on to Hulu. <laughs> so any of our people who want to watch stuff for free, um, that is a possibility. Nice. Um, yeah. Does it have commercials? Or it like does. Ad breaks? Okay. Yeah. 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 And I felt like last night when I watched it the first time, there was probably like six or seven ads. And I feel like today mm. there was like 15 <laughs> uh, so I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, when I was uh, first courting my my now wife, um, I actually <laughs> took her to see Bill Cosby. Um, maybe on our <laughs> third or fourth date. I know that ages really well. Um, yeah. He was performing in my home hometown, which is a city of about a hundred thousand, which is weird. Um, anyway, I think on our next date. We went and did trivia as a two-person team, uh, and we named our team Malcolm Jamal Warner. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, who is our our big um, 
sort of guest star on on this episode. Um, I'm a I've always been a huge fan of his. I I thought he was amazing on the Cosby Show, um, and I don't think I ever watched anything he had done since. And I just think he's like electric in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, he's great. He fills um, this role perfectly. So, you know, like, starting yeah. off with him, uh, Tim and Sam were pitching an ad to him at the beginning, and the whole premise of the ad is, like, a guy walks into Malcolm Jamal Warner's sporting goods store soaking wet and says, I'd like to buy a kayak. Uh, <laughs> and he loves it. Um, yeah. Tim and Sam are in love with him. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I... I... I, I just I like the I like the fact that it starts out with them having a successful pitch just like off the bat because uh-huh. it's it's like a good sort of um, like a, I don't know a fresh breath of fresh air after the first the pilot episode you know you like feel like they kind of failed but it's nice to start off this episode with them like having a successful pitch and like a good client and stuff it's a little uplifting yeah yeah you want a little balance like any of the sitcoms that just re- rehash the same scenario get really trite. Um, and I totally agree. They like totally nail the pitch. Um, Moosehead Sports is a pretty big account. It has seven locations. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner is really cool and loves what, what they're doing. So yeah, it's like a big success. Um, then it sort of segues into um, him going to, he explains he's going to Dubai for a week for sand surfing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm that's it. not a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love, I love how like Sam and Tim are like so just like blown away about how, how cool that is. It's, it's great. It's it's like a yeah an activity that's like like comically overly cool. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, and there was there was definitely like a I came from a family where it was like you worked. Uh, like 40 hour job even if it what maybe wasn't the best thing for you uh, and yeah. I just remember getting to an age where like somebody said to me like yeah you know he works like 12 hours a week and like it's enough for him to get by and I was like oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah you know and that's why like we do this podcast because we don't have to work anymore Uh, (laughs) you know don't let making a living interfere with making a life well even before that there's the most amazing transition where sam goes what about work and malcolm jabbar warner goes exactly what about work (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Um, man it's great i love i love like i love the um it happens a few times in this episode but like the sort of reactions from Sam and Tim to him saying, don't let making a living interfere with making life is like, they're both just like mouthing it and like oh. their minds are blown. And it's like, perfect. When they first show that, it just sort of goes to Tim. Like he's just kind of like motioning with his head and it's, it's like <laughs> some real early great Tim Robinson. And then Sam yeah. goes with like the mouthing the words and Tim's mouthing the words, but yeah, it's a great um, so segue. Good. Um, there's a, a repeated slang of the, the, the stores going, uh, doing gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Great. uh, also a, uh, yeah, I believe Malcolm Jamal Warner says, I could worry and die from a bullet to the temple like my daddy did, but I prefer to delegate like my mommy did. And, uh, that's what he says. Don't make a living yep. to interfere with making a life. Um, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, and then, yeah um, I love that. And then they they end up in the uh, part about like look how tired Tim looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, oh no, sir, that's that's just how how I, how I look, how my skull is, it's the shape of my face. Uh, and he says he looks like he lived a thousand lives. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. Yeah, I love like Tim's increasing discomfort with it. Uh, and uh, like eventually, I think he says like like so two weeks then like. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so then, then they like see Malcolm Jamal Warner, aka Sebastian, uh, departing, uh, and they say yeah. uh, Sebastian's so cool, coolest guy I've ever met. You see his jacket? He Leather. owned our couch. 
<laughs> yeah, leather. Yeah. He owned our couch. <laughs> Smells like a steak. And then I think they say yeah. a good steak or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love how, like, it, I also love how, like, I mean, it, it shows up later, like, what they took away from his, like, look and style, too. But, like, they just, the things that highlight about him are, like, such a perfect encapsulation of, like, kind of dorky guys seeing a cool guy and, like... Uh-huh. Like trying registering, like oh, I see leather jacket, motorcycle, like he's cool. Those are the things that make him cool, I guess. Yeah, and it's always like everything else is the same, just with like the jacket tacked on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is really amazing. And of you know, we're skipping ahead, but like the first time we see uh, Andre Bilou as Tommy pencils, he says, "Hey guys, great jackets." And it's it's yeah. unclear if he's making fun of them or not. You can't even tell. Yeah, um, I know. Oh man, his delivery of that line was so good. And Tim, and Tim says, "I've always worn this." Yeah. <laughs> incredible, uh, incredible. Um, so we um, we then move to um, they're going to hopefully buy the production van, and as yep. they move through the foyer of the building. Uh, they interact with Ned, um, who I think describes uh, um, they they go 100% suck your dicks when they hear these ads or something like that. Um, and his concept is hefty garbage bags now for white people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can... They, yeah, I th- uh, I mean we'll we'll get more to Ned later, but like his uh his just delivery of of the excitement about seeing them and his like ideas that he's thought of is is great at that great. point. And the uh, there's just like a little van montage, which is kind of like silly t- Tim and Sam, um, but but then it culminates in uh, Leah coming up and says, "You done jerking each other off?" <laughs> and Tim just says. Do you see jizz everywhere, Leah? And Sam yeah, says, Leah. If we were jerking each other off, there'd be jizz everywhere. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. Uh, I that that was a, like I, I wrote down that exact quote also as like a great a great uh, line. The, the reaction to it, and and also it felt like a little bit of like maybe tie into what would become uh some lines and i think you should leave um in the ghost ghost tour sketch Big so, time. yeah I also definitely I, had the feel yeah i also just like their idea of well first before they even get in the van all they're doing is like banging on it on the outside and like and like slamming into it <laughs> and stuff and then um and uh uh, Sam says, what do you think? And Tim <laughs> opens the door and then slams it and then says, slams okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then want to give it a test drive and they get in and their test drive is just them again banging on the inside and Tim like moving the steering wheel quickly. Um, so I, I like the idea of all of their sort of testing it out. It's just basically slamming it, slamming into it and hitting it. Yeah, and they they sort of have like a really like clever segue at the end of the scene, which is like, um, they're like, "Oh, this is great! We could buy this now. We can work twice as hard and go crazy like my dad did, or blow our brains out like Sebastian's dad." And then they, yeah. and then it shoots to them seeing the motorcycle. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, um, you ever ridden on a motorcycle? Uh, I have not ridden on a motorcycle. I've ridden on a scooter. So, like, you know, I think the guy from the motorcycle sketch from I Think You Should Leave would call that a motorcycle. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, we see uh, actually a great, another great sort of piece of uh, sitcom writing is you see Leah call them assholes right before <laughs> the theme song comes on. Yeah, uh, perfect. Which is really nice. Um Hey Becker, eyes off the hog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, when I when I saw that part, I I and I watched the episode like a few times um, over the course of the last couple of weeks. I couldn't. I so was he saying Becker? Like, I, 
I wasn't sure if that was like the person's name or if he was like oh. calling him Pecker as like oh. a sort of insult. That seems plausible. But uh. but the, but but he says like eyes off the hog, and then he then he turns to Tim and he's like, Pecker's taking a selfie with it. And so then it was like that sort of makes it unclear whether it's someone he knows and that's his name or if he's like sort of calling him a name. Like it feels like. That, yeah, it almost felt like it was somebody we're supposed to know from the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like, but I like the idea of them just sort of like, well, one, they can't stop looking out the window at their at their hog that's <laughs> out there. And then, two, the idea that there's, like, people walking by who are so impressed by their motorcycle <laughs> that he's taking selfies with it and stuff. It's great. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah, and then, obviously, to... I think probably both of our favorite parts of the episode. Uh, I'm about four or five seconds from Wylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about two seconds, two to three seconds from Wylan. <laughs> and then is it Tim who says? I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah one I, second from Tim Wyland. says like I'm. I'm like one second from Wylan. Sam's so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Also, like that. The timing of watching this was great because I had just, um, you know. Uh, this is like Rihanna was the halftime show performer for the Super Bowl, so I was like on a kick of listening to, to some Rihanna music and listen to that song where it's like her and I forget, it's like Kanye, Kanye and uh, is it like uh, Paul McCartney? Yeah, Paul McCartney, that's who it was. Yeah, so it was like I, I had forgotten about that song completely, so I like it showed up and I was like, this is a weird song, and then like a couple <laughs> days later, I watch this episode so it really was like extra funny to me to see that pop up <sighs> and then um the actor uh i i need to look up his name I, the comedian cm uh i mean cp who's Chris, christopher powell as ned as a really yeah. uh amazing entrance he just sort of like walks quickly into this the room saying i hope y'all ready for this shit um <laughs> Which I just, I think every time I enter a room now, I'm going to say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just seems appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's good. And he, he jumps into his his uh, ad proposal, um, yep. which is uh, Chris Brown has a baby. He has to go out and get some diapers. <laughs> his woman's been cheating. Uh, he's also got a piss. Oh, and the baby's dead. Uh, he sees a restroom, whites only. He's got a big ass dick. He might have a disease, way too big for sex or anything. And he starts pissing in the diaper. Diapers, they can hold a man's piss. I think, I I think that's the best of his proposals in that episode. It's a yeah. I, I mean, it's a it's a pretty wild pitch. It it hits on all of his main like tropes of his <laughs> ideas. It's got Chris Brown. It's got like a dick in it. Um, <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, it's wild. I, I also like, um, you know, Tim and Sam's reaction. Um, you know, they kind of shut it down, but and say like, uh, but I think it was Sam who says, you know, also we don't have the diapers account, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which just highlights the idea that, that that his his ad idea is not for a specific, it's not for Pampers, it's just for diapers. diapers. I mean, there is like the milk council and stuff like that. So he's True, yeah. way yeah, off base. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. does his two pitches for Reebok. He did. And Butter, he did. Which I think are like <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. But but I really I really love the fourth pitch is like the dance, which eventually becomes the Hunky Specs <laughs> ad. And Tim yep. Tim's kind of into it. Like he's yeah. Tim's got a great yeah. face going. Yeah, you can um, you can see. I mean, Tim is a great face actor, like re- silent reaction yeah. actor, and it really he he gets to use it a few other times in this too. But that was like this great subtle, uh, like enhancing that that scene. Yeah, and it comes back later. We'll get to when they like kind of talk to Sebastian again too. Uh, is like silent reaction to someone dancing. Um, yeah. And we see, uh, like we said, we see, uh, so No Sale Dale comes in, who's, like, never got an ad from them. Uh, yeah. 
uh, can't believe we have to be in here with that idiot instead of out there on our crotch rocket. <laughs> and I think Sheila even says, like, he's stinking up the place or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great Chris Powell line when he meets No Sale Daily says, Man, you got a nice ass neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell a lot about a man's neck. You got a good one. I think I agree. Um, met a I lot also- of hateful people with, like, the, you know, like Mitch McConnell next, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, it's I think true. It says something. Yeah. I also like that he said, uh, I forget the exact phrasing, I didn't write it down, but it's like, you got kind of a Ben Franklin looking neck. <laughs> Actually, you got a, whole, a Ben Franklin whole head. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Uh, we, we, like we said, we meet Tommy Pencils. Hey guys, great jackets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when they come back, uh, uh, I can't remember. Oh, they're talking about No Sale Dale, and uh, I think Sam says, stuck with this idiot instead of out there on our crotch rocket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that they, they keep calling it a crotch rocket. It's great, too. <laughs> uh, so obviously Ned nails the pitch, uh, yeah. and they're saying, let's go shoot this bitch. Uh, <laughs> and uh, somebody says that it, Sam, if I if I gave the smallest shit about Dale's putt ass, I'd be putting a stop to this right now. Um, someone also yep. says my crotch is throbbing for a rocking. Yeah. Oh, my crotch <laughs> is aching for one. <laughs> um, uh, we... Yeah. Let's see. I I think um uh I forget. I th- I think when they go back outside when they leave is when you see Leah and Tommy packing the car. Yeah. It's at that says, point. Uh, this other way, Tommy. And he flips yeah. it 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't fit. And he's, I think his reaction is, what? Yeah, it's like, really funny. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Tommy, Tommy Pence is a really funny character. I feel like I feel like when I'm going to say when season three comes, not if I feel like he's yeah. got, like he's got to be a bigger part. Yeah. I want more yeah. pencils. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Gotta have more pencils. Um, so they, they're in the bar eventually. I feel like the bar always has some like funny scenes that don't feel like the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, we I have... think well one one well so one thing I I couldn't remember was that the same is it the same bar that they've been in or were they, it looked like maybe uh... they were in a different bar that's like a biker bar because they show like like motorcycles <laughs> definitely... out front yeah and, and trying like to like be cool clientele. with them yeah, yeah I also like that when you first see them in the bar they're sitting there and there's two bikers walking out and and. Tim and Sam are like, stay safe, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're one of them. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, just a quick side note. Um, a few people know I'm a super uh, hip-hop person. Uh, Mort Krim says, um, the, the ghost of a pedophile was spotted haunting the old Boblo amusement park. The ghost was, get this, a woman. Um, so there's really this island, uh, it, it, like near Detroit, um, called called Boblo Island, um, huh. where you would like take a ferry out. There's this whole amusement park, and at least for some period of time, it was like a predominantly black activity in Detroit. Uh-huh. Um, and it was immortalized by uh, there's this really good rapper. He's kind of like he's kind of got like a love hate thing from the world uh named royce the five nine um who's uh, in a group with eminem and stuff he has a song called bob Boat that in my opinion very very good song um all right featuring featuring some like uh just vocals from cedric the entertainer um oh nice and and j cole anyway uh so that's for our scant yeah pop listeners uh, <laughs> deep cut <laughs> deep cut um, but it, the song, the song was a was a hit. Um, All right. So yeah, a- after that, Mort Krim, we see the ad. Yeah. And I, I just legit, a, here's the first question I have. 
I want to know who came up with the dance. Yeah. Because there's something that there really is something there. Yeah. It's it's like it um it has yeah, there's it, it there have been commercials in that vein that have been sex, successful in real life. And so it's it's like the but it's the perfect sort of bad commercial idea that actually is a good commercial idea. So it, yeah. it's great that it works as like Ned's pitch that is actually successful and like everyone likes because it's it reminds me of there was like a whole generation of Super Bowl ads kind of that would just be sort of like a person dancing or like doing a weird thing and that would be and then it'd be like Doritos or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so it feels like in that vein. Yeah, something you can't forget. Yeah. Um but yeah, I feel like I feel like I I gotta try to like learn this move for like weddings and stuff. Um, yeah. um, like I'll be at the wedding with my like Dan Flash's shirt under the suit. Yeah, become a total mockery. Um, yeah, <laughs> hunky specs will make you feel like grooving. Um, sorry, <laughs> officer, I can't freeze. I've got to dance. <laughs> He's resisting. Uh, yeah. But I'm white. I'm white. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually I compared this commercial. Did I do this last episode to like the current Burger King campaign oh, of like yeah. bad singing? It's just like you can't you remember it, yeah. and it pops in your head. And it's just like right now, I want to stand up and put my hand in my pocket and start grooving. Yeah, you got it. I got a groove. <sighs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it's the commercial is it's like. Um, it's like a funny idea at the beginning and then even the like police part of it is like is like i mean obviously no one would actually put that commercial out but there's an element of like you could see that commercial in real life uh with like a couple edits and it would potentially like be a sleeper uh popular thing um i think Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. It's like the first shot, which looks like it's in like the pizza place or whatever. It's just yeah. got a real good vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my my favorite part of the commercial though might might be the title card at the at the end, <laughs> uh, presented by Kremlin Duvet and, and and Sam and Tim's reaction to it. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. The idea of like putting on at the end of a commercial like the advertising company <laughs> who made it instead of the thing you're advertising for is like so funny uh, <laughs> yeah i kind of i think i kind of that kind of slipped by me but yeah that's the thing. and then just the um, bar like they hate it and mort Krim immediately was like that's a lot of fun can we see it again yeah, <laughs> like, which is great because it's the second episode in a row where they watch the, the their company's ad and then Mort Krim says, I don't usually comment on the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> they must have originally planned on doing that for every episode. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking maybe there's more. I haven't watched I I mean, I watched this like three years ago. Yeah. I watch, yeah. Yeah, um, I forget if he comments on the commercials more, but I I just love that that like but that was a lot of fun. Let, let that was a lot of fun. Let's see it again, shall we? Which is uh-huh. also great that he he asks to show the commercial again on TV. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, everyone in the bar is like immediately doing the dance. Yeah, and the one guy says, "So the the specs are they're called hon- uh, uh, hunky specs, right?" Uh-huh. But the the guy at the bar says, "I got to get me some of those horny specs." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a thing that could happen. Um, <laughs> they go, they go outside, and everyone's dancing. Are they laughing with it or at it? They're just <laughs> laughing. They're feeling joy. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so they have that, and then Sebastian comes back. Yep. I went to Burj Khalifa and did that thing that Tom Cruise did. <laughs> I got to oh. wear the mask of another man's face. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was good. Um, just another another instance of his sort of like living in absurd caricature of what 
uh, what Tim and Sam would think is a cool uh, lifestyle. Yes, yes, in the, yes, like they're so impressed. Yeah. Um, so he tries to get them to incorporate um, dance into the ad, and he. Yep. Uh, I want the dance. Yeah, and he has the great line: "Don't leave me half hard here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I like so so Tim and Sam work really hard to try to like work in the idea of the dancing, and uh, and so then that's when when Tim tries to do his example of like dancing, and uh, and it's like like it goes on for a very long time, and it's like Sebastian's reaction is you know kind of the classic like straight man reaction of like no why are you doing this this is terrible. And not it's not sexy at all. I think he says, and then that's when Sam comes and tries to do like a more sexy dance, and his dance is also absurd. But the the my favorite part is Tim standing next to him, just sort of like visibly like open mouth and like kind of getting into it, moving a little bit, and just like staring like, oh my god, this is really sexy. Like while he's watching <laughs> Sam dance, so good. I believe. Uh... Uh, Sebastian replies with, fellas, is this some sort of joke? I consider myself a really chill dude, but this is pissing me off. What happened to the guys who came up with the Hunky Specs commercial? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just cl- classic Malcolm Jamal Warner. Yep. Yep. Classic. And, uh, yeah, I think I think he, um, it's it's like, great that he's like so adamant about it and then i think at that point is that the point also that they um sheila tells them that the strolls ice cream people uh, are there i think we and, blew by that already but you, okay. you see them do, like dancing in the waiting room and they like immediately know what they're looking yeah, for they know it's good. yeah it's like clear suddenly that like all of their clients just are all about the the dancing commercial which is i liked i liked her dance move too i would watch that commercial yeah 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 totally had a good vibe um so then they're out biking again you see them getting passed by bicycles (laughs) (laughs) yeah they see a dead motorcyclist Yeah, and the the EMT is looking under the sheet and has to turn away and vomit afterwards. (laughs) Yes, and we see the, uh, I hate it. If you stop, you fall. If you fall, you die. It goes black. You don't even hear anything. Why would they make something that does that? I don't even like being outside. I just saw one of those fat buzzy bees. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Uh, and then just a great like, yeah. They give the the bike to that. I think probably to that same dude who is eyeing it. Yeah, I think. Oh, before I think one one note I had before they get back to uh, giving the bike away is, and before they kind of talk about how much they hate it, they're they're laying on the grass and they have the conversation of like, if you could go back in time and pick, oh, yes. pick any job, what would you pick? And both of them say like working at Cramblin' Duvet. And then if you had a million dollars or whatever, what would you do? And they're like, uh, I'd expand Cramblin' Duvet, buy a new building, like, you know, uh, whatever. So it's like all of their <laughs> wishes and dreams in life are like doing the job that they love with like with each other and like working on their company. And so it's like a perfect sort of tie into like how how unhappy they are with the motorcycle, how much they would rather be pouring their life into their job instead of like going out, uh, you know, on their crotch rocket. And uh, so I just really like how like how sort of sweet and cute that moment is about how they kind of like they realize that Sebastian's advice is like the opposite of what they want to do. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. So I feel like that's like sort of one of those moments where it's like a little bit funny and also sort of shows the like, you know, I think one of the things that people's take away from the show from Detroiters is, is how much heart and like sweetness there is in it. And I feel like that's like sort of the moment with the most of that in this episode, which I liked. Yes. 
Um, real quick, we have the the part where the receptionist Sheila Portnandy has her mom call. Yeah, and it ends with her calling her a bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is also great. She's clearly extremely old, so I I really like the the idea that her mom is is calling her too. Her mom Very must funny. be extremely old too. Um, and then also when they give the guy the motorcycle, they ask him if he needs a helmet and he says, don't need one. And then immediately crashes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That scene is fantastic. Also just that they give it to him, which is, is very funny too. It's amazing. Um, um, so it sort of closes up where they see Ned back at the, um, reception desk. Uh, he liked his ideas better as ideas. Once money yeah. gets involved, is it even art? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, the ice cream ladies didn't like his commercial, <laughs> which I, involved a dick getting put into the ice cream. <laughs> and then Sebastian wants to go back to the first idea because he yep. doesn't like Ned's idea, unless Ned can, of <laughs> course, get Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Tim says he could not. Yeah, yeah, um, that's great. And then again, um, like you said about the show having heart, they segue yeah. into the final scene, which is which, uh, I, which is that they get the van, which Leah got even cheaper because the guy <laughs> who bought it from the auction was murdered in it, <laughs> so she was able to buy it again at the police auction. Yes. <laughs> um, and they uh. Tommy pencils. Just, yep. Well, Leah says he worked really hard on it. Be nice. And <laughs> yeah. Andre Bilou delivers the most amazing. Ta-da! Um, <laughs> yes. And he says, uh, fellas, do you like it? And Tim says, uh, yeah. He's got my little corncob mouth, my raccoon mask, my gray-gray skin, yellow ears, double chin, pube hair, pube eyebrows, my whole goblin face. <laughs> And then Tommy says, I got, and I got your blue eyes. And Tim just sort of warms up and smiles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you did. Classic, Thanks, Tommy. Classic pencils. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. I think that was also like a nice sort of like soft, sweet ending. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, t- tied back in his, um, his sunken eyes from the first scene. And also, I think we, we forgot to mention this, but there's a scene in the middle when they cut to them back in the office between motorcycle runs and, and Tim is putting some cream cream under his eyes and Sam asks if it's, <laughs> if it's working. And uh, let's see, I think I put a note of what, what uh, Tim says uh, about it. Uh, oh, yeah. He said, the guy at the store said it's makeup for plays that have a... Uh, funky uncle character i think is what he said I, um, yeah yes um and i also like that that line is that it's the guy at the store said blank um, yeah at least twice and i think you should leave the guy at the store said the uh, i'm the only guy he's ever seen pull it off for the hat and yeah he had the same wreath it worked great <laughs> it, it worked great, great. <laughs> it worked great um yeah, so having the sort of theme of Tim's uh, sunken raccoon mask eyes coming back into play at the end also is great. Absolutely. And if anyone's wondering where, where Jared is tonight, he um, was sort of scalded shooting an ad for a hot tub um, yep. franchise. Um, but he is okay. <laughs> um, he, him and his wife have sort of had a reconciliation. So... Um, <laughs> Hopefully he'll be yeah. back when we record yeah, for he, episode three. He, after the conversation we had with him, I uh, edited my dream board. With, I have a new top <laughs> top goal on my dream board, which I won't I won't bore the readers or the listeners uh, uh, talking about it. But um. <laughs> did we? Um, have you ever, have you already watched uh, episode three recently? Um, let's see. I. Don't think I did. I didn't. I I saved it. I watched it. Yeah, a couple of years ago with the whole Same. series through, but I haven't watched episode three yet. I think we're gonna have uh, 
some Wendy Raquel Robinson, uh, famous as the principal from Steve Harvey show. Ah, uh, yeah, yep, um, yep. So that should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's like a non-zero chance that we can get uh, Christopher Powell. I, I feel oh, like man. That would be, be one great. of the craziest interviews ever. Yeah, for sure. He he was he was fantastic. Uh, Got to be the MVP of the episode, I think. Uh, oh yeah, I for, I almost forgot about our uh, episode awards. So that's a, a amazing segue. I um I also had him as MVP of the episode. Yeah, I feel like this was a Ned episode, so you can't really you can't give it to anybody besides him. He was he was clearly like the you know driving force of the um of the episode. To- totally agree. Um, what do you think about funniest bit from this episode? Man, I think, um, well, I don't know if it counts as a bit, but I really, I think the, I'm about four or five seconds from Wildland, uh, <laughs> line was one of the funniest. I thought the recurring thing about Tim's eyes was up there. Um, but I think maybe the funniest bit for me was the montage of them sad driving the motorcycle which we kind of talked about sort of yeah like i think there's you know well i guess we didn't really talk much about the the other uh, montages of them riding the motorcycles and like getting into it but they're kind of like you know they're sam's driving it and tim is hiked up behind him like clutching him uh like around his waist and holding on to him but they're like you know doing some sort of tropey things riding around the city looking at the buildings they stop at a tattoo parlor and get matching uh, <laughs> belly button piercings, which is part uh-huh. of like being a, a biker. Um, so then, so having several, a couple montages of them, like happy-go-lucky, carefree, riding their motorcycle, and then the monta- the sad motorcycle montage at the end, I think was like maybe my favorite bit, the, the sad motorcycle driving with the, all the bikes passing them, uh, Tim's, looking at his phone while they're writing is clearly like not into it. Um, I think that was maybe my favorite. Yeah. I also don't know if it qualifies, but I'm, I'm just going to go with the hunky specs ad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that that's definitely up there. I feel like that's like kind of the heart of the, the whole episode. Yeah. Um, funniest catchphrase. <laughs> I, I had um, well, uh, my honorable mention I'll give, but I think my my favorite one just I'm calling it a catchphrase because it comes up a few times is calling the uh, motorcycle a crotch rocket, um, <laughs> which is I think funny. I mean, it's a funny phrase in general, but I've always heard crotch rocket as sort of like a little bit like pejorative term Definitely. for like a kind of like kind of like a uh not a cool like motorcycle like sort of like a you know like something that like a guy driving a harley would say about like a sort of small lightweight motorcycle to make fun of it but i love that they keep referring to their motorcycle as that because they're like super into it and i think it's great you're going with that over um about four or five seconds from wyland uh, that was up there too. I was trying to decide between them. I think I'll go with Crotch Rocket, but that was my other one. I I think four or five seconds from Wyland like is maybe the thing you can take most from the show and like inject it into the real world. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think I'm gonna start using it around the house so as like a little warning for the, the family when I'm getting <laughs> frustrated. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one that's I think less. Uh, applicable um to the real world but i just thought was a really funny line was uh do you see jizz everywhere leah because <laughs> she's just yeah. kind of like it's it's just such a it also gives me like an early i think you should leave by because leah is just giving them like a very basic ribbing that yeah you could hear any day in any city and yep. <laughs> tim just flips out <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh, and I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was, yeah, I think that was great too. Um, um, 
Yeah. I know we might need to go back and figure out the MVP of like episode one. We'll do it when, when Jared's on as well. Um, yeah. Might have to keep like a little scoreboard of uh, Detroiters MVPs. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Because um, you know, oh, like, speaking sh- of episode one. Yeah. yeah. Shantae uh, Delon's dad is definitely getting one, I think. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah. there's a good sampling of sort of guest star and guest characters or like episodes that are sort of a little more centric on one of the side characters that, you know, kind of yeah. like Ned was in this episode. And it's kind of one of those things, too, where like Tim and Sam are like, what you know, I don't know the best example, LeBron and Giannis, and you kind of get like, MVP fatigue, right? You like give right. it to them any year, but maybe sometimes you're like looking for other yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're consistently as as I mean, they're the main characters also, but they're consistently so good and so funny that it's kinda like, you know, you can't just say say alternate between Tim and Sam every episode, you know? Big time. Yeah. Um I I guess since I Missed. I wasn't here for the recording of the first uh, episode about the pilot episode. Um, mm-hmm. Just a couple of things that oh, I yeah. um, noticed that I that I just wanted to comment on. I already touched on the Mort Krim. Wow, I don't normally comment on the commercials, <laughs> but that was very bad. Um, <laughs> that line is great. I laughed out loud at that. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think you guys touched on the repeated theme of Sam always picturing people in his head as being black um, and logical. Yeah. Which is makes total sense. And, but I like that there was a, there was a very subtle like point where I forget exactly the context. Maybe they're like um, when they have their commercial idea and Sam says something about um, a woman's milky black skin and then and Tim corrects to to Milky White, but I I just like the idea of of using Milky, but not like Milky White. Like yeah, as, that's, as that's funny. Was a very like funny little detail that that is um, funny fits in. It's really smart. <laughs> yeah, and then and then one thing I think you guys touched on this a little bit, but uh, you know we talked about in episode two the sort of like sweet and like a big hearted aspect of the show. And at the end of the first episode, uh, when Tim is home and his listening to his wife, Chrissy's story about her day at work, it was just kind of like a nothing story, but you see how responsive and engaged and like positively reacting Tim is to her story. And it's just like shows how they do such a good job with them as a couple being like, so supportive and loving of each other and like how devoted Tim is to, to her and everything in it. Um, so that was a moment in that first episode that I, I thought was like sort of emblematic of the series overall being having like a big heart and the way that they just sort of like keep Tim's relationships as, you know, people he really cares about being like Sam and Chrissy and how much he like really loves them is, is great. And it's like a good, uh, a good counterbalance to the zany kind of humor of the show. Um, well, I mean, what's funny is that I think most, I think a lot of people in the world ha- have that where there's people they just always enjoy being around. Um, yeah. and it's really weird that the mainstream sitcom has like never chose to represent that at all. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, it's almost like, I mean, I feel like there was a little bit of a, a sort of uh, trend of sitcoms with like Modern Family and some other ones around that time where it was sort of like, wow, look, this is actually a, a show about this family who like loves each other in the end. And that's like so refreshing. And I feel like that was like after a long time of sort of the dysfunctional like families and like sort of couples who don't get along well kind of sitcom tropes. And I feel like um, I just really like the way Detroiters kind of like depicts that, yeah. that couple. And, they um, really, they really should bring it back. I, yeah. Um, I just, I'm just like thinking now with like 
if you make season three and as much as I like almost all the guest stars were really, I think great in the roles they were cast in when you can like attract maybe some bigger people. um, Yeah. I just don't see how it wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, well, what was comedy central owned by like a larger, uh, like media company now. I thought it was Viacom. I think their stuff's on Paramount Plus now. Maybe. Oh right, yeah, of course. So it's um, not like they're they couldn't be rolled up into like a HBO thing, which is a little unfortunate. If if they were bought if they were under like the HBO Max banner, then that would that would be a little bit more possible. But it feels like unless Paramount Plus like feels like they need to right. dump a lot into some originals something it feels like maybe a lost cause although weirdly i i think that um hbo max um like licenses stuff i don't think they own all of it um i saw something on there recently where i was like that's not an hbo thing Um, i think because hbo is like with like the turner channels like tbs and tnt stuff now too so i wonder if there's some element of like cross-pollination of shows now but anyway yeah great great questions behind the scenes industry stuff it's all gonna be (laughs) when i think you should leave becomes the biggest uh netflix show yeah tentpole series yep yeah i mean it's it's crazy just sort of the when we first started doing the podcast, there just were not a lot of people I knew who had any familiarity with it. And now as we've talked, like you see the like athletes doing it and yep, yep. Um, just all the stuff Sam's been getting booked on. Yep. Um, Patty Harrison's going to be a megastar. Yep. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's definitely springboarded some of these people to like kind of, uh, getting a little bit more visibility um, and like, yeah, like Patty and Sam are both kind of becoming full on movie stars. It seems like at this point, which is fantastic. Um, I think it's also the type of thing where like the, I actually think the a lot of people are going to become bigger than I think you should leave and then pull the series up as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, They've had no shortage of like big stars appearing in the show too, so I'm sure that there's going to be more of that um, in season three, which I'm very excited for. For sure. Like, if someone told you, like, in twenty twenty years from now, like, whatever, if someone was like Sam Richardson has an Academy Award, you wouldn't even be slightly surprised. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, not was... at all. There's like, there's like. I don't know, three, four, five people in that have been in multiple. I think you should leave sketches where it wouldn't surprise me if they won an Oscar at some point. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Um, speaking of, I think you should leave. Uh, one note that I will mention is, um, you know, the last two years on my Twitter account, um, <laughs> I've run uh, during the March Madness tournaments i've done a tournament of i think you should leave sketches on twitter that's run over like a couple weeks to give like a champion sketch but since uh i did last year with with all of the sketches from both seasons um and there haven't been any new seasons obviously so this year instead of sketches i'm gonna do a tournament of uh quotes from the show and so i had like uh followers on twitter submit different quotes or lines from the show to uh, for consideration to be in the bracket. So it, I've been working on narrowing it down from over 200 submissions down to 64 to do a bracket mm. for voting through. So I think probably sometime next week I'll uh, be running that poll. And it's, it's like, it's impossible to, to seed them or narrow down which ones are, are, gonna do better there's like Mm. i mean you know that i think you should leave is full of incredible lines and jokes and quotes but like just looking at them all listed out is like 
it's just mind boggling how many how many things just like reading them on a page make me laugh out loud. So we could go to one twenty eight. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. I I think I'm gonna compromise and just go to uh sixty eight teams and have a first four like yep. like the actual tournament does and, and let that be it. I think they think um, the tourney soon is gonna go to something halfway like eighty like ninety something or eighty whatever something. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think some have even talked about every D one team being in it. Oh man. Which would be, in my opinion, super fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be about four to five seconds from Wild if that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the concept of a true open tournament is hard to, like, yeah. argue with. Yeah. So you should take every joke that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every single out. line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst line for the show? Oh man, I don't even know. That would be a tough one to narrow down too. <laughs> this is no wasted lot, no wasted words. Yeah, no. God, all right. I, I'm I'm about one second from Wyland. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's how we should end it. Yeah, I think that's how we should end it. I guess we'll be back at some point for episode three. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. I might be. I might even be able to go next weekend. Oh man. That'd be great. Yeah. Jared will be, uh, I think he'll be out of the hospital by then from the, <laughs> the <laughs> scalding. <hope> so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We are signing off. That's a Chunky. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, in the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters his um, at the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts the Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Knights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is, actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably priced at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent eight hundred dollars out out the door and um didn't eat for a long time uh saving my per diem um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash swayzine again swayzine is s-w-a-y-z-i-n-e um you can own these shirts yourself um and we want to thank uh reggie from swayzine for his support of that's a chunky Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 